Welcome to Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I'm intuitive medium, spiritual coach, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I am also the host of Love from the Hip. And I'm forgiveness coach, author, and your host, Brenda Reese. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Roy Reich. There's great power in the number three. It is not only the number our brains remember most, but it is also the triad, as it contains a beginning, a middle, and an end. It represents wholeness, and what better way to absorb information than from the power of three coaches? We created the show with the intention of assisting you in awakening your intuition and inner coach and to help you live your best life. This is where we have real conversations and share our own personal experiences along the way. At the close of the show, we'll also offer up our own personal coaching techniques related to the topic as well. Today's topic is freedom. If you had the freedom to do whatever you wanted in life, what would you do with it? And what does the word freedom even mean to you? It can have varied meanings and expressions depending on the person. For some, freedom of expression, regardless of your views, is paramount. Others may place the highest value on their freedom to choose and follow their own religious beliefs. While others may value the freedom to associate with who they want, when they want, and how they want. And last but not least, What about the freedom over our own bodies? Stay tuned for this episode of the Conscious Coaching Hour. We'll be discussing freedom and share what this means to us. And remember, this is a live show, and we are offering up intuitive messages and insight. So feel free to message us on Facebook at Love from the Hip. That's H-Y-P. Is your tween starting to experience a change in their skin? Want to get them on an easy at-home routine and have good skin hygiene? Allow Sakura Skin in Mind to help your tween out. This brief, deep cleansing and educational 35-minute facial is just enough to get your tween, ages 10 to 12 years old, started off in the right direction. Sakura Skin in Mind uses the latest in the clinical skincare industry to care for your tween the right way. Sakura Skin in Mind, treating skin out there with an ounce of treatment and a pound of protection. Call 206-730-7429 or go to sakuraskininmind.com. The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R.com. A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck. 
realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H dot com. Peach fuzz is great if it's on a peach. Let Sakura Skin and Mind remove unsightly hair with dermaplaning. Although its primary purpose is to remove layers of dead skin, it's just one of the added benefits, leaving your skin baby smooth, safe, effective, fast, and affordable. What a concept! Sakura Skin and Mind wants you to look your very best, and dermaplaning is just one tool in their chest. Find out about dermaplaning at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A, skinandmind.com. We bring out the healthy skin and healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had. Welcome back to Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I'm intuitive medium, spiritual coach, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I am also the host of Love from the Hip. And I'm forgiveness coach, author, and your host, Brenda Reese. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Roy Reich. On today's show, we're discussing freedom. If you have a question or would like an intuitive reading, message us directly on our Facebook page, Love from the Hip. That's H-Y-P. Seems quite fitting that we're discussing freedom when Juneteenth was this past Monday. Well, yeah, and of course with the upcoming July 4th. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, both are important. So what does freedom mean to you, Rory? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was just thinking about that. I think for me, um, I grew up with ultimate freedom mm. as a child. So, you know, I grew lucky up as a... Lucky you. Well, yeah. you know, you know at, the <laughs> time I, at the time I thought it was lucky, right? Mm. You know, you look back and you're like, oh, I had no rules. I had no curfew. I had no... Mm. I no had anything. No had consequences, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I, I think, you know, as a child, that feels great. But as you get older, you realize, oh, gosh, like I... I grew up without a lot of structure, without mm-hmm. a lot of instruction, with no consequence. And you have to learn all those things as an adult, right. which can be pretty painful. So for me, I actually, I grew up without a lot of constraints on my freedom. And so I really, that's a really important thing to me, to have lots and lots of freedom. Because I'm just not used to not having it, right? Mm. So how that can show up in like relationships or work, even like at my work, I have a job where, you know, my my main job where I get to kind of, structure it the way that I want, work mm-hmm. my own hours, you know, work longer hours if I want to, shorter hours, weekends, nights. So I'm just so used to having freedom mm-hmm. in every way. It's a really important topic for me. Yeah. How about you, Sika? Um, I would say, well, I did not have that experience, right? But, <laughs> but I do know I have a lot of clients that I see, I wanted to mention, that grew up also without yeah. rules, and they ended up with so much anxiety because they didn't have that structure, right? Yeah, kids yeah. need structure. They yeah. do need structure. Yeah, so I freedom for me is wearing what I want, eating what I want, thinking what I want, reading what I want, all of those things. But it's also financial freedom. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's also that minimalist approach to life, right? So that I have less attachment. And that applies to relationships as well. So that I have freedom and the person that I'm with has freedom and we mm. both have our independence while being in a relationship together. I like that non-attachment. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. What about for you? Well, you know, as I was pondering this, I'm like, I grew up um, kind of in the middle. So not enough structure. And then there was too much. So like too much discipline, like leaving you on your own. But then you never knew if you were doing something wrong or not. And then, you know, I'd either get beat or I'd get grounded 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember one summer I was grounded the whole summer except for like one week. I don't even know what, what did I you did. Do? I don't even know. It was like back talking or yeah. something. But, you know, my mom was in a position with at that time with nine kids. So mm-hmm. it was by herself, right? Gosh. So she was kind of projecting all the anger and stuff onto us. And she was trying to find control. I know that now. Then I thought she was the meanest woman in the whole world. I understand. But, you know, so I grew up kind of both trying to find my way the discipline, but never knowing when those consequences were going to come. So, yeah, so freedom to me is inside, the freedom inside, how I want to feel because that caused me confusion. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know what boundaries were. I didn't know what things were. And so for me, always depending upon somebody outside of me for telling me what to do or show me which way to go, I didn't know myself. And so now it's like, oh, because that always caused anxiety. Right. So now I'm like, Okay, my freedom is how I want to feel, how I want to dress without the constraints of codependency or depending upon others outside of me mm-hmm. and being able to now as an entrepreneur set my own hours. That was a weird thing. And, you know, and make the money that you want and help the people that you want to help. Right. So that to me is freedom. And having grown up with so much freedom, Rory, why do you think it's so important, personal freedom? <clears throat> um, you know, I mean, it's just something that I'm, been accustomed to my whole life not a lot of rules and so I've gotten used to it and actually you know it's been interesting to see how that dynamic plays out in relationships right people have different ideas about about what freedom means right like some people are like no I want to hang out all the time right (laughs) or I want this or I want that and and for me that's sometimes been an issue because I'm so used to just being able to kind of live my life the way that I want to without somebody telling me that that's wrong or that's not okay and I would say that the things that I want, I don't think are not okay, right? But everybody just has different ideas about what freedom means in all different kinds of areas. So, sorry, back to what was your question? <laughs> <laughs> Why personal freedom is so important. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I think, you know, all of us just want to be able to live the life that we want to live. And and in some areas, that's easier than others, right? Like financial, that's that can be a challenging area, right? I think everybody has challenges in different areas when it comes to freedom. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think everybody wants to live the life that they want to live on their terms. And for the most part, I think that they should, unless you're harming someone else, right? Like, what you want is what you want. And I think it's totally okay. And if other people don't agree with it, I think it's totally okay, as long as you're not harming anyone else in the process. Yeah. Yeah. And would you say it's important, Brenda, you were, you were um, kind of touching on it bringing you more in connection with yourself. Yes. The personal freedom does do that. It brings more, as I've learned. Right, more connection with myself. And because I think the personal freedom also butts up against that societal mm-hmm. restrictions and constrictions, you know, what we can do and not do. So a lot of people feel restricted. I kind of like having guidelines. Like, okay, I like kind of having, okay, this is how things are here. But personal freedom, me having the freedom to feel how I want to feel, express myself without feeling like I'm going to be judged, even though we will be. But also in a relationship like you were talking about, Rory, that made me think of, it's like really learning to define what these things mean, excuse me, mean to us, right? In relationship, what does freedom mean to you? Asking the questions instead of just assuming the other person feels how you'd feel, right? You know, but personal freedom to me gives me that, that lightness of being inside myself. And it also helps me be more authentic. And that's what I've, it's taken years to get to this place of authenticity because mm-hmm. I was so afraid of all these other constraints right. around me. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really do think it helps you to grow 
and inspires you and allows you to be creative and dream, yeah. right? Yeah, and dream. And I didn't dream for a long time. Mm-hmm. I wasn't able. I was. It was everybody else's, right? Yeah, yeah. And what would you say about restrictions of freedom? Would you say it's always a bad thing? I mean, especially having gone through what we just did, right? If it's done with good intentions, like mm-hmm. Rory was going to, as long as it's not really hurting someone, I think it needs to. Like kids need discipline. They need some sort of restriction on their. I mean, if we let, the, you know, when they start to crawl and climb things, if we let them climb, kids climb to the top of the bookcase, there's going to be a problem. They're going to argue with you right. about that, right? But there are, there are boundaries and restrictions that are important to have to guide us along the way. And I do think we have personal freedom, but we also do get to respect, mm-hmm. right, societal yeah. restrictions too, the laws so that we're not all racing around. and we're, You know what I mean? There's guidelines. I think it's important for our human mind to be able to have that somewhat structure and then be able to move away from that as needed. What do you think, Rory? 100%. And mm-hmm. I think you can look at like across the, the world and different people have different levels of societal freedom, right? Yeah. And you can ask yourself like, which is the better of all of these, right? I think here we have a lot of freedom. That we take for granted. Yes. But then we also have like, we have a lot of crime, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And then you look at other countries where they're harder on crime. Yep. So that freedom is less, right? Mm-hmm. But then you look at the, the impact of it and you can question, oh, is that better? Or freedom to like, you know, carry a firearm is that is that good or bad and so it's it's interesting because i don't know if there's if there's an answer like a one answer for each of those questions i think you can look across the world and see how different people are handling different societies different individuals and ideally i'll try to learn from each other but i do think of course there has to be some restriction on freedom you know just like the kid (laughs) yeah you let them do whatever they want they're going to do bad things and human beings are the same way like Human beings need some level of structure. Adults need that structure, too. <laughs> and I, I do think that restriction of freedom can make us hungry, right? Mm. I mean, if you took, um, it was interesting, I was reading about the Black Death, right? Yeah. And obviously the Black Death was, it was a contributing factor to the emergence of the Renaissance. Yes. And you think about all the incubation that was happening of all the great minds and inventors and, and then everything that had just exploded, right, mm-hmm. once the Black Death was finished, Right. So, but there was a scientist that dug up skeletons before and after the Black Death. And actually, through the measuring and studying the skeletons, realized that their diets improved, right? So it was also this renewed sense of life to be here, right? When you have that restriction of freedom that you lift that and you just want to do more and be more and be better and do yeah. better. And we saw that like with the pandemic. Right. When mm-hmm. being restricted and being locked up, nobody likes that taken away. And there was some, you know, not good stuff that happened with it. Yeah. But there was also pivoting. You know, they use the word pivot a lot. People realized that they were in jobs that they didn't really like mm-hmm. in relationships they didn't really like. And they also went, did an inward journey. I talked with a lot of people that said, oh, my gosh, I found myself. Mm-hmm. Right. My creativity. They started doing things that they weren't able to do before. Opportunity and silver linings. Yes. Yeah. My, some of my girlfriends became gardeners, you know, and painters. And, mm-hmm. and it was like, wow, this is so there is that piece that when we're held back or contained, then we can go inward, kind of forced to go inward to see what am I happy with or not happy with right now in my life. So since we're talking about the pandemic, how do you think it affected your personal freedom? 
I did not like it at first. I was uh, a little rebellious. Mm-hmm. It's like, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> 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 and, you know, kind of it was shocking at first, of course, but and then it's that. And then really being able to feel that inside myself, that tug of war of right. like, uh, is this real? Is it not real? What are you trying to do? Is it control? And that's what came up for me is like this belief about control because I had been, I allowed myself to be controlled all my life mm. by other people, external forces. So I learned that about myself. I got to sit with that. You're triggering old wounds. Triggering old wounds, exactly. And so, and then once I got to that and was able to work through it with the work, it was like, it was amazing. Then I had a choice. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a choice before. Now I have a choice. How about you guys? Go ahead. You go, scare. You know, it, Having gone through being sick, I had already <sighs> experienced everything that I went through. It was it was almost like deja vu. Oh, I, I mean, I had to quarantine when I was sick. I had to close my business. I couldn't see my daughter. I couldn't be around people. I couldn't socialize. There was financial hardship. I mean, I went through it all. And so the blessing of that was that it prepared me for what happened during the pandemic. But one of the things that did get triggered for me was, you know, the separation you know, and for me, my family was interned. Being Japanese, my, my grandmother was interned in Arkansas, you know, and everything was taken away from our family, our farm. My great-grandfather was one of the last samurai. He was also in kabuki theater. All of that was given to complete strangers. And so that was triggered for me. Ancestral wounds oh. were triggered for me. Yeah. But I kept reminding myself about what Viktor Frankl, because mm. he helped guide me through the illness as well about we, we still have that human freedom to decide, despite our circumstances, mm-hmm. which we may not have control over, we still have that human freedom to decide how we're going to respond yeah. and how we're going to react. And that's mm-hmm. what carried me through through all of that. And then the other part of it was, <laughs> flashback to when I interviewed my grandmother, you know, in eighth grade about her experience in the internment camp. And I was expecting, I mean, I had a box of tissue ready and and she said, you know, despite everything that happened, her mother died of breast cancer in the camp at the age of 29 because wow. there was no treatment. And despite all of that, she smiled and said it was the best high school experience that she had. And it's they made the best of it. And it, it's interesting because they have a Facebook page about the internment and there was yearbooks. Wow. And they had photography club. And there's people smiling in front of, you know, the barbed wire looming wow. in the background. And yet they found ways mm. to be positive. And that's what I held on to through the pandemic and, and still do. That's awesome. What about for you, Rory? Um, yeah, for me, I think, you know, I don't, I don't have a problem with my freedoms being restricted if I agree with them, right? I think that's kind of yep. where we, we all are. It's like, oh, well, if I agree with this thing, then it doesn't necessarily feel like a bad thing. You know, I think in the beginning, everybody's just trying to understand what was happening. Mm-hmm. So it was less about like, oh, this is a bad thing. It's like, no, this is probably a good thing, right? Like, as, it, as time went on and more information came out, I think that's when people started to have opposing views. Yes. Right? And some people still thought this is a good thing. And then other people thought, no, this isn't a good thing. And I feel like my freedoms are being restricted. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I think it became challenging because when you don't believe in something and you feel like it's being forced upon you, that feels like, wow, my freedom is being ripped away from me. And, and yeah. yeah, of course, it brought up all kinds of emotions in me. I didn't think it was right. At some, you know, at some point, I started to question, like, okay, I think we've gone past the point where this felt like it was right. Now it's something else. Um, and so, yeah, it's been a very interesting 
period. Ride. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't mind so much the fact, you know, I could work from home. Like, those things were all fine. Everything worked out fine in that sense. Um, you know, I bonded with my neighbors. There were some positive yeah. aspects, like you said, that came out of it. It was more just about the fact whether I agreed with it or not. Mm-hmm. And that's what I struggled with than the day-to-day life. Yeah. So do you feel you've lost any freedoms? You mean in our life? In or, your life. Oh, okay. Mm. <sighs> <laughs> no. Have <laughs> I lost freedoms? Um. Uh, okay, I'll go. Kay. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I was just thinking about this, like, being divorced yeah. and having a child. I feel like I've lost the freedom to change my life. And what I mean by that is, like, I can't move, right? Like, mm-hmm. I dream a lot of, like, buying an RV and living on the road for a year, right? I, mm-hmm. I could. I have a job where I could just, like, work anywhere I want in the world. And so I actually struggle with that a lot of wanting a certain lifestyle. Well, you haven't lost it. It's just on hold. Well, true. But it's something that you I've realized. I've realized that inside of myself, I kind of don't like to live by the status quo. You know, it's mm-hmm. like you get in this place where you're settled down and every day is the same. And I'm like, I don't, this is not the life that I want. I actually want adventure. I want spontaneity. I want excitement. I want newness. Mm-hmm. And so I, I do feel somewhat stuck. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is a freedom that has been taken away from me. I mean, you know, you know what I mean? And so, yeah, I struggle with that. Like that, that kind of sucks because I'm, I want to go off and have this kind of more adventurous lifestyle and I can't really do it in the way that I want. Of course I can go on vacations and do things and I do, mm-hmm. but yeah. So that's something that like has recently happened that is challenging. Yeah. As you were thinking, give me time to kind of process. <laughs> Cause just like, wow, that's such a good question. Um, and that is right now going through the, the health challenge mm-hmm. with my husband. And because that's a big one. it's a, it's a big one. That's a big one. And it is where I am. I am feeling very constricted because what I thought was going to happen, this freedom, like you're talking about, Rory, of the adventurous, doing vacations, you know, going, doing things, even having an intimate relationship where we could talk and share is being, has been taken away. And, and becoming a caretaker, in a sense, has taken away my freedom of what I wanted the relationship to yeah, be. your plan. Yeah, my plan. Yeah. And having coming to acceptance of that has is is it's ongoing is a challenge, and so because I, I I think I got it, and then something happens, and I'm just upset, right? Because we can't walk far, and we can't do things like we normally would do, or even carry on conversations. Mm. And I miss that, and so I feel like that's been taken from me. So you're mourning. Mm-hmm. Definitely a grieving process. And so that freedom that I had in our relationship of, of the love and lightness and let's do things and let's share together isn't there anymore. And so that's what I feel has been taken. Mm-hmm. And I'm learning to find it for myself, right? Mm-hmm. But also allow myself to grieve that part. Well, kind of like you're doing. It's like, yeah. you know, grieve that part because I don't know what's going to happen exactly. But finding that freedom for myself is what's, uh, my goal right now, my kind of my my focus. And how are you bringing your forgiveness work into that? Oh, every day, <laughs> every moment. You know, I'm forgiving myself, forgiving myself for having the feelings and forgiving. I even had to go through with him, even though it's not his fault, having to go through forgiving the dementia, forgiving the actions, right? Forgiving myself a lot for the guilt that I feel 
for being angry, going through the grief process. So the forgiveness work is definitely, no wonder I teach forgiveness. <laughs> <laughs> I need it. Absolutely. Yeah. How about you, Sakura? Um, I honestly don't feel like I've lost any freedoms. Mm-hmm. If anything, I feel I've gained more. And that's just because it's a different mind sp- mindset. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. changing your mind. And now I, I view things in a different way. Um, and also continuing to be my true self. And connected helps me helps guide me through and not subscribing to fear yes. I feel that fear actually is what outweighs your freedom so yeah I'm learning that go there mm-hmm. well and as you mentioned just accepting what is right 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 which is yeah life life takes you on a different journey than you expected sometimes quite yeah. often and, and but, there's reasons yeah. and you may not know it when you're in the thick of it but you'll learn later and You'll be appreciative. And that's what helps me get through this time is like I know there's a meaning and a purpose. Right. And hanging on to that yeah. is what helps me to, to keep accepting mm-hmm. and even surrendering a lot. So do you have any daily practices that help you exercise your freedom, Rory? Um, beer? <laughs> you don't seem like a beer drinker. I'm actually not a beer drinker. Yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> uh, I'm about to think about that one for a sec. What about you, Brenda? The daily practices to help me? Yeah. With freedom? Yeah, exercising your freedom. Exercising. Well, yeah. So that's a, it's a mindset for me. It's like choosing, mm-hmm. right, a different choice. Like, okay, I can, feed, I can feed into the fear or I can feed into the, oh, why can't it be different? But I do this, and I do it with meditation to connect. Like you were talking, the connection. I go out and I take walks. That's a daily practice. I have to move my body Mm -hmm. to help me with the processing, right? And I talk to someone every day that gets me, Mm -hmm. that that holds me without judgment, and so that I can share and that know that everything's okay because for me, I'm I'm an external processor. So getting that out is really helpful. That's a daily practice. Yeah. You know, the meditation, the prayer, the talking to somebody and the walking is what helps keep me sane. How that about makes you? a lot of sense. I think for me, because I was, I grew up just trying to suppress who I really was, yeah. you know, and cramming myself into that little pretty box that everybody loves in society. I think it's my work yeah. that allows me to exercise my freedom because I can show up completely how I am and who I am mm. and do what I do. And people come in and see me for that. Yeah. You know? So that's what really helps me. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, with that. Oh, go ahead. You want to? Sure. I I would just say, (laughs) as you were talking, I was just thinking, for me, it's really just continually clarifying what I want, Mm. right? Always getting crystal clear on every situation that's happening in my life and just really um, clarifying, like I said, what I want and trying to come from that place because that's where freedom comes from. When Mm -hmm. I'm being honest, when I'm using my voice, when I'm making decisions that are in my highest good and not necessarily, you know, they're helping someone else, but not necessarily helping me, right? So right. it's like just constantly trying to be clear about that and thinking about that. So. Checking in. Yep. <laughs> I like awesome. it. Well, with that, we're going to take a quick break. So stay tuned for more of the Conscious Coaching Hour. And if you have a question about freedom or would like an intuitive message, message us directly on our Facebook page, Love from the Hip. That's HYP. What would it be like to deeply remember the secrets of your soul so that you can travel the unknown with confidence and genuinely sit back, relax, enjoying life without all the everyday worries? I'm Jen Dushin, 
a mystic mentor who guides you to align and amplify your soul's true mission. Get healing, clarity around your next steps, release unresolved guilt, agreements, and karma so that you can fulfill your purpose and reach your utmost potential while experiencing true freedom. Awaken the soul power within you today with me, Jen Shen. Learn more at jendushen.com. That's J-E-N-D-U-C-H-E-N-E.com. Taking care of your body's largest organ can be difficult, but not for Astera Skincare Mist. This topical skin spray supports your skin's own natural healing defenses. Astera Skincare Mist is a light misting spray free of parabens, alcohol, toxins, and fragrance. This all-natural topical skin spray will take the woe out of your skincare worries without clogging your pores. Irritation, inflammation, redness, post-procedure sensitivities? No problem. With Astera Skincare Mist, you can continue about your day without the skin dismay. Acne, rosacea, psoriasis, sunburns, rashes, and fungus? Don't let these skin concerns inconvenience you. Instead, let Astera Skincare Mist allow you to be happy in the skin you're in. Available at Sakura Skin and Mind. Learn more at asteracare.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-A care.com. Welcome back to Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I'm intuitive medium, spiritual coach, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I am also the host of Love from the Hip. And I'm forgiveness coach, author, and your host, Brenda Reese. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Rory Reich. On today's show, we're discussing freedom. If you have a question or need some advice, message us directly on our Facebook page, Love from the Hip. That's H-Y-P. All right. Well, you guys ready to go to our messages for today? Absolutely. Let's do it. All right. Eric, can you help us out? You bet. Abraham from Utah writes, he says, I don't like that my freedoms were restricted during the pandemic, and my partner feels that the restrictions were justified. This is a constant area of contention for us. Any suggestions? Good question. Seems like we were just talking about that. Yes, we were. <laughs> Brenda, what do you want to say? Uh, well, I think, you know, in relationship, it's a, it's, a, it's a compromise. It's agreeing to disagree, you know, really. Mm-hmm. And being able to, it's like pick your battles. And communicate. And communicate. Right? Yeah, exactly. It's like you can agree to disagree. And that's mm-hmm. sometimes we have to do that because there a lot of people are divided in this conversation. And so how do we come to some sort of middle ground, mm-hmm. really, for each other? It's like I hear what you're saying and I and I feel this way about it. You know, having that conscious conversation. And why do you feel that way? And why right? do you feel that? And really listening, mm-hmm. being willing to be open because we can go, oh, I have a better understanding. I may not agree with it, but I have a better understanding of it. And addressing maybe what wounds are triggered, right? Well, like with me, with the control, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that was a conversation that I had to have um, because it was like I had to work through it and let my partner, he's like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, okay, this is really affecting me and being able, he didn't understand it. And so he's like, yeah, I'll just go with it. And it's like, well, no, I was fighting it. So we had a disagreement, but it was like, finally, can you just hear me out, please? Right. Right, is what I had to ask for. I had to ask for what I needed and then also be able to listen to him. And it felt better after I felt heard. Yeah, I was going to say, that's yeah. really important mm-hmm. to feel like you're being heard. Yeah. Rory, you got thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, I think on one level, I think it's fine to disagree on certain subjects. And then there's that next level of, is it restricting your behavior? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So if one person's like, I don't want you to go out and do things because I'm 
concerned, right, about yes. the repercussions, meaning like go out where people are not wearing masks or whatever it is, mm-hmm. right? Then it goes to a different level because it's not that you just disagree about the topic. It's that you it's affecting the way that you would live your life. And again, it just makes it a little more serious at that point where it's like, ooh, now I really feel like maybe my freedom is being constrained versus yeah. just my my the way that I think about the situation differs from my partner's. And yeah, I think it is about compromise. And it's tough because I, I think, you know, in a relationship, we're, we're not going to agree on everything all the time. What? And it, <laughs> <laughs> and it is about like finding that way to have really good communication. And then what do we do when we disagree? How can we compromise? How do I feel like I'm not restricting the life that I want to have because you don't like it? Mm-hmm, right? Yes. Even if it's a small thing. And so it is a kind of a, it's a very touchy Great. area where... Are you living the life that you want to live or do you feel like you're restricting the life that you want to live because your partner doesn't like it? Correct. And where do you compromise? Right. Those are all valid valid points. Yeah, it's a very good point. Sometimes we need some intervention on that, <laughs> right? I mean, sometimes because if somebody feels strongly for their safety, like I had this happen with a client and also in our family, one of the partners felt like it was unsafe to go out in the world even though everything's yep. opened up. But the other partner's like, no, I'm fine. I've taken all the precautions. I do the te- I'm, I'm good. But the other one was so terrified. Mm-hmm. And it caused major yeah. problems. And they I've said, you know, too. I need to do this for me. And in this client situation, it ended up being divorce. Mm. Because they couldn't agree. Which you know that it's not just about this issue. Right. You know, there was some other things going on. So then being able to help my client at that state, being able to honor, not feel guilty for, and honor themselves. But it's in the communication and the willingness to hear each other and then to be able to not change each other's mind, but be able to offer some guidance or it's like, hey, maybe we need to get some help around this. Yeah. Yeah. And that's almost like linking the responsibility with freedom. Mm. Right. Say more. That it's your responsibility of what happens with other people. Yeah. Right? I mean, that was huge. During COVID, and it's still huge with other worldly events, right? Yeah. Is how do we play a part collectively? Right. And then also, is that even in our control, Mm. what what we do, right? Yeah. With ourselves. With ourselves. Yeah. You know, as as I think about that, too, like a lot of the the COVID situation is around fear, right? And so, as you mentioned, it's really getting to the bottom of, like, in some cases, I think it can be extreme, where some people feel that extreme fear yeah. and they do not want to leave the house, even at, at a point where now where it feels it's, like... Where it's almost where it's, unhealthy. Yeah, and so yeah. it's really like getting to the bottom of like, ooh, what's happening here? Like, we should really dig into this because I think this is a this is the real... Like mm-hmm. you mentioned, this is the real issue, right? Right, yeah. And, yeah. and seeking some professional help around that. Yeah. Well, I hope that helps you, Abraham. Well, let's go to our next messages, Eric. Olivia from Boston says, my partner and I had an open relationship when we were dating. After getting married, I decided I don't want an open relationship any longer. But my partner does. He feels like he's given up the freedom we agreed to. Is there a way for us to continue to work through this and stay together? I almost want to ask, was this made during... Was this decision made during COVID? Because I've been reading all these articles about people changing their perspective on relationship mm-hmm. and being more more polyamorous. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I was hearing about that too. So not as much to do. 
(laughs) (laughs) Or just, you know, the old way wasn't working. Right. Right. I think a lot of that is shifting. Breaking down mm -hmm. all the systems and things that were in place before. Which is kind of like this one, being able to choose. Being able to say, wait a second, that way isn't working for me anymore. And I think that's in relationship, right? Mm -hmm. As we grow and we learn, being able to be flexible in the ability to understand where our partner is at that time. Mm-hmm. And really kind of going back even to Abraham, it's like, you know, Olivia, your partner feels like he's given up the freedom you agreed to. But there's also this growth that happens within ourselves. So it's learning to honor ourselves where we're at. Have the, com- again, communication. Have the uh, honoring of where you're at because maybe the relationship is in a di- it needs to take a different course. Right. You know, because talking about it, though, instead of fighting yeah, about communication. it. Communication. Communication really comes down to saying, I'm, I, yes, I, I, we were in agreement, but now I want it to be different. Well, and were you in agreement knowing that that was what was going to take place when you actually got married? You know, right. what, what was communicated? And if you communicated that you were in agreement that this would happen when you got married and now you're suddenly having a change of heart, then I think that's more challenging. Mm-hmm. And even if he comes back and, you know, the question then is, are you going to be enough? And what is it that's missing from your relationship? I mean, I think that that's something that needs to be asked. What is it that's missing from just you and him or you and her that needs to be discussed? Yeah. Well, I guess also asking yourself, Olivia, why the change of heart? Yes. That's important to get to the bottom of that. Mm -hmm. Because I think for your partner they would want to understand, right? There was an agreement. Mm-hmm. We went into this under a certain set of circumstances and now it's changing. And I would imagine I've, that that's probably a big deal on both sides, right? right? I think it was probably a large part of the relationship and probably pretty important part. And so to have that change is, I would imagine, pretty a pretty big deal. But yeah, I think it's asking yourself, like, why why do you want to ch- And there's nothing wrong with that, of course. Like, but, you know, why have you had a change of heart um, expressing that to your partner and then, yeah, trying to just get to the bottom of like, can you guys come to an agreement on this new reality or is this something that's such a big deal that you just can't see eye to eye? I, I know it's something I couldn't, I couldn't do personally. And I have a few close girlfriends that went through it, right. opened up their marriage. Now, however, they were already married, right? Mm-hmm. They opened up their marriage because they had only ever been with each other and it did not end well. It's right. And I think bringing in the energy of curiosity is important. Being curious, like you were saying, why is it that she changed? Right. Why is it that, that she has this change of heart? Why is it that he's really wanted to honor this agreement and being able to have that conversation? And it may not be something that you can do together. It may be something that you need a third party for to help, you know, guide it. Mm-hmm. But that being curious and open about yourself because we're open to ch- we're going to change. Yep. And sometimes our partners don't want to change, nope. right? Some people don't, but there's some that do. And it's honoring that. Yeah. Can you can you find a way to change together? Yeah. And that takes communication and it takes dedication and listening, understanding. Yeah. Well, do we have time for one more message, Eric? Sure. Joy from Centralia says, I worked from home during the pandemic and it felt so freeing. Now that we're back in the office, I'm having a really hard time adjusting to all the social and work constraints. I really like what I do. Should I just try to adjust to being back to the office? Kind of touched on that earlier, Brenda. Yeah. 
That's a good, I mean, it's, a, it's an important, like, I was going to say, what, Rory? I, I think people are, are very down the middle in this. A lot of yes. people have gotten used to it and do not want to go back. And mm-hmm. they're, and people are willing to quit their jobs and go find other jobs. And it, this is just such an important thing for them. And other people really enjoy the social aspect. Right. They don't want to give that up. They want to go to an office and see people and talk and feel social and break up their day, get out of their house. And so I think it's just really important for each person to figure out you know, how important is this to me? And if it's one of those things, it's like, I don't want to go back, then I think you should make that choice for yourself and see if you can find another job somewhere that you're happy with where you can work from home. I think a lot of companies are leaning that way. So mm-hmm. I guess it just depends on the industry you're in. But, you know, just just ask yourself what how important this is to you. Well, yeah. And what are the constraints that is bumping up against the personal freedom boundary? Mm. Right. Really understanding that about ourselves, because I think this is a time to do that. Learning more about you. Learning more about yourself. Mm -hmm. It's really important. And being able to go, why is that? Like you're saying, what is it about this that I don't agree with? And then being willing and not feeling like out of fear, I can't leave this place. But because more and more people are doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. So find a better fit. Yeah. Find a better fit. I don't think it's uh, any accident that the pandemic has allowed so many people to know themselves more and and know and see and feel what they don't want. Right. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, that with that, we're going to take a quick break. But everyone stick around for more of the Conscious Coaching Hour. The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A. S-U-T-T-E-R dot com. The veil is a line between physical and non-physical realities, between spirit and matter. Listen in to Go Beyond the Veil every second Wednesday of each month from 2 to 3 p.m. In this jam-packed radio hour, hosts Sakura Sutter and Rory Reich interview folks who make a living crossing the veil and assisting others on their journey of healing and self-discovery. They will ask the hard questions to not only reveal more truths and clarity, but also to make spiritual sense. They hope by offering this resource where science meets spirituality that you too can finally put your skepticism to rest once and for all. So join them as they go beyond the veil. A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, 
Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H dot com. Welcome back to Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I am intuitive medium, spiritual coach, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I am also the host of Love from the Hip. And I'm forgiveness coach, author, and your host, Brenda Reese. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Rory Reich. Be sure to check us out on Sundays at 9 a.m. Pacific time on 94.7 FM KBKW and 9 p.m. South African time on Cape Town Zone Radio 88.5 FM. It's time for Sakura's Spiritual Sense. Thank you, Eric. All right. Well, today I'm going to be pulling a card from the Enchanted Map Oracle Card Deck from Colette Baron-Reed, one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. All right. So I've pulled the Bone Collector. And let me just read a bit of what Colette says. When the Bone Collector appears, she is asking you to look closely at your circumstances to see if you're fully present or reacting out of past conditioning and unconscious expectations. Whenever we are wounded, especially when we are young, it is as if something essential was stolen from us. We adapt and accept a version of the truth that then sets us up to behave a certain way in the future when faced with a situation similar to the original event. What we know about ourselves thus becomes influenced by a perception of limitation. The bone collector reminds you that the truth is that you are a powerful being with limitless possibilities. She has kept what was stolen from you in the wounding and is here for you as you reclaim it now. You have everything you think you lack. Act as if you have what you need and you'll find you have it after all. A few other messages come to mind as I read this. There's no doubt we're all dealing with post-pandemic trauma and old wounds are coming up for many, as we discussed earlier. But having gone through such a collective experience and constantly feeling as though our personal freedoms were taken away and are on pause, we were and are encouraged by spirit or the universe and Mother Earth to connect with ourselves, to rebirth. And by doing so, we will have a new perspective or reclaimed insight to navigate through the old wounds once and for all. But hey, we're humans. We collect. But you have been collecting for so long and your traumas outweigh your triumphs. It's time to put that all down and be free. While this post-pandemic world is still new and unknown, trust that you have all you need within to not just live, but thrive. Ooh, I like that. That's pretty awesome. Thank you. (laughs) Brenda brings it back around. So the freedom of forgiveness is something that came to mind for me. You know that we hear a lot of people come to me because they want to feel freer with the forgiveness. And um, freedom can be considered the condition of being free of restraints, especially the ability to act without interference by another or by circumstance. Okay. So I see this a lot in the forgiveness work, people feeling chained or held hostage by their resentments and past wounds, like you were just talking about. They always say to me that they want to feel free. What is motivating for most people is realizing that their unwillingness to forgive only compounds their own pain. My friend helped me realize the freedom of forgiveness as she included me on her journey. 
She was in remission from cancer for the second time, and she didn't want a third. Forgiveness was key. She was feeling heaviness around her parents and some ex-loves, and she wanted to free up that space for painting and laughing and enjoying life. She knew they did their best, yet she was taking it so personally. We talked about how refusing to live in victimhood by blaming others gave her the energy back that she so wanted to live the life of her dreams. She had learned with the help of the cancer experience that love is the most powerful energy, and she wanted to be one with it. She couldn't hold on to the unforgiveness and love herself. We started her experience by writing a list of the people who tugged at her belly and her heart when she thought of them. Some names came quickly and some she had to think about. The list included people from her parents to childhood friends. She sat with each name and asked how to best release the energy. Some of it was just saying, I release you and I love you. When it came to her parents, she wrote letters, not only to them, but from them. It was so healing. It helped her feel lighter and freer. Her cancer did come back, and this time she wasn't in any pain, which she attributed to the forgiveness work. Her journey home was a consciously beautiful experience, as she wasn't taking any baggage with her, which was what she wanted. She was experiencing true freedom, and it all started with the willingness to write a list to feel free. Wow, it's powerful. What a beautiful thing to be a part of and oh, do with her. It was amazing. Yeah. To see the difference, right? To see, you know how you can see people change, like with your work. Uh-huh. It was amazing to see that happen. And then she actually felt she could leave. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Here's Rory's reflections. All human beings crave and value basic freedoms, such as freedom from oppression, freedom to believe what we want, freedom to love who we want. Mm-hmm freedom to have or not have children, and freedom to search for happiness. But depending on your country of origin or your family upbringing and your unique personality, freedom can mean different things and have widely different priorities. Some people place a high value on the freedom of autonomy, while others see too much autonomy as a danger to society. Some people believe the freedom to choose your own religion is a birthright. While others believe that there is only one true religion and it's wrong or even criminal to practice anything else. The truth is, the world does not define freedom in just one way, nor do we as individuals. Freedom is nuanced, whether we believe it should be or not. The last few years have definitely challenged and further solidified many of our assumptions and definitions around the word freedom. And like everything else in a developing society, the journey is not over. Love that. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That was so good, Rory. Thank you. And that's all the time we have for today. We want to thank Eric, our amazing producer, KKNW, Timber Country, Cape Town Zone Radio, and you, the listener. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share our podcast, The Conscious Coaching Hour, which you can find on our Love from the Hip, that's H-Y-P, anywhere you can find podcasts. And what are we talking about on our next show? On our next show, we'll be discussing the topic of surrender, what it means why it's important, and the positive effects it can have on our lives. Love the show? Have a question you would like us to answer on the air? Follow us, like us, and message us on Instagram or Facebook at Love from the Hip, and that's H-Y-P. You can find me at SakuraSutter.com. You can find me at RoryReich.com. And you can find me at BrendaReeseCoaching.com. Tune every month on Wednesdays from 2 to 3 p.m. on AM 1150 KKNW and Sundays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on 94.7 FM KBKW and 9 p.m. South African time on Cape Town's 88.5 FM for more of the Conscious Coaching Hour, where we help you awaken your inner intuition and inner coach so you can live your best life.